0: Hey founders and thank you for listening. Today I'm speaking with Ben Golden, CEO and founder of Plummery, a digital engagement platform for banks that's raised 4.5 million in funding. Ben, thanks for chatting with me today. Sure, thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Now to kick things off, can we just start with a quick summary of who you are and a bit more about your background? Yeah, sure. So I was born and raised in Lithuania and uh, spent the first
1: part of my career there. Uh, I started pretty early when I was around 15 years old. I was always super passionate about everything tech. And uh, even had my own BBS running at home. I'm not even sure whether folks would remember what that mean, uh, but this thing was driving my parents crazy with all the nerdy modem sounds uh, coming in all day. I started my professional career straight into banking and I uh, was building tech for banks for almost 25 years now. I was super excited about changing the way people experience banking daily. And uh, since then been always at the forefront of change in that area. And uh, currently, as you already mentioned, I'm building uh, Plumery, which is a company behind the new generation digital engagement platform for banks and other financial companies. And uh, before that, I was a first CTPO of uh, Mambo, uh, the leading cloud-based core banking platform, working with around 300 or probably more customers today in around 60 plus countries uh, around the world. And
0: I live in Portugal, uh, basically in between Portugal and the Netherlands. Yeah, that's briefly me. What was it about banking that initially attracted your attention and made you say, yep, I'm going to dedicate my career to to banking?
1: So honestly, I think it was two parts, right? The one part was purely a coincidence where, I mean, it's not always that people are getting invited to work and do something when they are teenagers, right? and 15 years old. So I got invited to a company that was doing banking. Uh, So that was a coincidence, but also more or less at the same time, I had my first experience with banking itself. I opened the account. I had to get permission from my parents, obviously. And I, I experienced uh, a very clunky, slow and unreliable interface of a traditional bank. And I said, gosh, if I would have a chance to change that sometime in the future, that would be awesome. And I don't know, I, I just sent that to the universe,
0: right? And uh, that's basically what I've been, I've been doing uh, throughout my entire career. That's awesome. What about founders that inspire you? Is there a specific founder that comes to mind that's really inspired you along the way? Uh, yeah, obviously there's a number of founders I follow. Some I follow for
1: specific topics, other I follow for general philosophy. If I would uh, call out uh, specific ones, uh, I would probably name Dave Mike Janet, the CEO of uh, HashiCorp. Mm-hmm. And I, I specifically admire his CEO systems approach, right? How he approaches company as a set of. CEO systems, and basically looking at organization as a system for me being, a, let's say an architect and a techie by background, uh, this makes a lot of sense and I, I really like to approach organization as an architecture or a system. And the second one would probably be Jason Fried, who I generally admire for his uh, non-conformist approach to doing business and building products and companies.
0: I'm a big fan of Jason's as well. Did you read his recent post or their recent post about the end of subscriptions? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. It's always so much
1: mind provoking and thought provoking, right? Especially for us, for SaaS businesses, a starting point is of course subscriptions, right? So reading something like this, is like, oh gosh, interesting. What's going to happen now, right? And prior to that, his partner and co-founder was talking all about
0: moving away from cloud, right? So all the things they share are really interesting and, and thought provoking. Yeah. They had a huge influence on my life. I think, yeah, you and know, when I first started my company in like 2014, you know, the the first year sucks and then 2015 things were going better. So in my mind, it was like, okay, now it's time to get an office. And I was looking at office space and was super excited about that. And then one of my friends told me like, man, maybe you should like consider a different option and, and read this book remote And it was (laughs) by Jason and his partner and it was so unique at that time to even talk about the idea of a remote company. Like we were embarrassed to be remote and then, you know, 10 years later, everyone's doing it and now it's cool to be remote, but they were just so far ahead of the times when they were thinking about remote companies that they even had written a book about it, you know, long before anyone else was even really talking about it in a serious way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's the reason why I really follow them. Yeah. So fascinating. It's so fun to follow those guys. What about books? So the way we like to frame this, we got this from an author named Ryan Holiday. he calls them quick books. So a quick book is a book that like rocks you to your core, influences how you think about the world and how you approach life. Do any quick books come to mind? Yeah, I guess one of
1: them would be anti-fragile. That doesn't necessarily talk about something very unique, but the perspective they put around basic things in the world and how we perceive them, right? And perceive them potentially wrongly, applying a projection, a perspective of biases really changed my way of thinking on many aspects. And the second one would be the art of action, which is a little bit more on the business side of the things. But it tries to explain how successful military operations were conducted in old history and what was uh, specific about that, right? And how this connects to strategies in the company, strategies that are based on sharing the intent rather than sharing the specific tactics and putting very prescriptive ways of doing things for your teams. So uh, in terms of business, this, uh, this changed a lot in my thinking and the way I, I approach
0: leadership. Nice, love that book. Let's switch gears and let's dive a bit deeper into the company. So at a high level, what problem are you solving? Yeah, sure. So we help banks build delightful
1: customer experiences and stay long-term relevant and innovative, right? That's the most simple
0: way to explain what exactly we do. Take us back to, I guess, a year ago. So not too long ago. What was it about this problem specifically made you say, yep, that's it. I'm going to dedicate, you know, the next, how long? Three, five, six, seven years to solving this problem. Yeah. You know, given that you were in the banking space, I'm sure there are a lot of different problems you could have solved. So why this problem? Yeah. Well, first of all, as
1: I already mentioned before, I was super passionate uh, always about that specific parts, right? How to change banking for better, how to change banking so that regular people would experience it completely differently on a daily basis, and then why now specifically? Well, I've spent last five years before funding uh, plumbery, I've spent at uh, Mambo, and I witnessed how many organizations are still like the first thing are building the same thing again and again, and the second thing, how many of them are actually failing to build it from the first try, and uh, still do not manage to create a proper experience for their end customers. And I decided that, Hey, looks like the problem I've been solving previously, it's not been solved completely just yet. Right. And there's a lot to be done, especially in helping traditional banks and potentially banks who do not have the same budgets and the same access to top-notch talent as the most successful banks in the world. How can we help them really to improve their experience and serve their customers better? All right. So that's,
0: uh, that's basically the thesis. When it comes to the ICP of who you're selling to, what's an average ICP or the the target ICP? Yeah, it's a good question. So the way we say is that
1: we can help any type of financial company, be it a bank, a digital wallet, a neobank, a traditional bank, and a top tier traditional bank. But at the same time, of course, we cannot focus on all these segments at the same time. Means right now, our ideal customer is a mid to small size financial institution anywhere in the world trying to modernize their digital experience, or a neobank or digital world trying to build a new proposition from scratch and need an acceleration, they need some speed.
0: And are there limits in terms of the geography that you're targeting? Are you focused on Europe right now, or is this anywhere in the world? No, this is actually anywhere in the world.
1: And we actively pursue opportunities in pretty much every part of the world, maybe a little bit less so in the United States, but then in all the other parts of the world.
0: You're w- about one year in now. How, how have things been going? Oh, we
1: are doing great. We assembled a team of very experienced people, each of them in their own respectful areas, both in product and engineering. We have great conversations with customers and prospects. We are ready to launch our first uh, version of the platform. So yeah, all in all doing great. What about finding product market fit?
0: Do you feel like you have product market fit
1: yet? Definitely so. Definitely so. We are not sowing a completely new problem, although we are doing it in a different way. But the market for modernizing customer experience in banking existed there 20 years ago, and it exists today, even more so.
0: Hmm, makes a lot of sense. What are you doing to rise above the noise and connect with banks? I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of technology out there right now, and a lot of vendors who are trying to sell to banks and try to solve these types of problems. What are you doing to really stand out and rise above all that noise? I guess we try
1: to be authentic, right? We try to be unique in the way how we solve our problem. We are the first headless digital gateway platform out there. We recognize the importance for banks to differentiate themselves and innovate where it matters the most. But we also at the same time acknowledge that there are things that banks would better take out of the box. So we are combining a buy plus build approach instead of forcing banks to decide either to buy everything out of the box or build everything from scratch. We call that approach buy for feature parity and build for competitive edge. And as I said before, it's also based on headless principles that are well established today in e-commerce world, content management world, but are still pretty non-existent to be honest in the banking space.
0: When it comes to digital engagement, is that an established category? Like, Are there banks out there saying, okay, we have a line item for digital engagement, now we're going to go shop the market and find a digital engagement platform? Or is that more of an emerging line item that they're just starting to to maybe have?
1: I think it's a relatively new category, right? And I'm happy to be part of actually introducing that in some other company prior to Mambo, I won't mention that right now. So before that, this category didn't quite exist. And when when we released our platform for the first time, this is when analysts picked it up and started to call this thing out, right? So today, if you look at uh, Gartner's Magic Quadrant or Forrester Wave reports and similar type of analyst reports, you would actually see explicitly uh, digital engagement called out there. At the same time, there are not too many companies that are focusing specifically on that area because it's not an easy thing to do, right? You you really have to have uh, a specific knowledge and, and expertise in order to build it as a product rather than just doing uh, bespoke
0: custom implementation for each individual customer. That makes a lot of sense. As I mentioned in the intro, you've raised 4.5 million to date. What have you learned about fundraising throughout this journey so far? Oh, yeah, it's a good question. Well, being someone who
1: did things before, being someone who stayed in the, in the domain for a while, it's uh, definitely much easier to raise capital. That's uh, probably one lesson learned. The other lesson learned is that it's good to connect with some angel investor or some non-leading VC who is super well connected and can introduce you with others and create the hype around, uh, around the product that you are building and the company that you're building. Yeah. And then you just, uh, you start getting a lot of inbound and start having a lot of, uh, uh good conversations with different VCs and, and investors. So these are kind of two things I will probably highlight from the fundraising process itself.
0: Now let's imagine you were starting again today from scratch based on everything you've learned in the last year. What would be the number one piece of advice you'd give yourself?
1: Well, number one piece of advice is don't be too serious. Keep it simple and relaxed. This is a very important thing. We sometimes take things too seriously, right? We sometimes are too afraid of doing things. We don't feel confident about our own instinct and thoughts. I would definitely do it differently
0: this time. Hope that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Now, final question for you. Let's zoom out three to five years into the future. What's the big picture vision that you're building?
1: Well, my vision was always, even before funding uh, Plummery is to, is to change the way how people experience banking and do that for a meaningful number of people globally, right? So that's the vision we're going to follow. How many people we're going to impact? Will it be 10 million, 50 million, 150 million or a billion? Depends on our success, of course, but that's more or less the intent, right? To change the way people experience banking, ideally for
0: a meaningful number of population globally. Love the vision. All right, Ben, we are up on time, so we're going to wrap here. Before we do, if there's any founders listening in that want to follow along with your company building journey, where should they go? Uh, They should definitely
1: visit our website, which is uh, plumery.com. I'm happy to connect on LinkedIn. You can easily find my profile there as well as Twitter. Feel free to reach out. Happy to answer any questions. Uh, happy to share insights and advice if that's helpful. Uh, just
0: yeah, please feel free to connect. Awesome. Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. This has been a lot of fun. Likewise. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, Ben, keep in touch.